This episode of Futurismo Bytes is brought to you by EY's automotive and transportation sector, the global leader in delivering innovative, pragmatic solutions to enhance mobility. To learn more about EY's commitment to building a better working world, please visit www.ey.com automotive. I always like have had problems. I can't look at my phone for a long time and I can't read books because I just start to feel nauseous. Meet Stephanie Hernandez-McGavin, Automotive News Superstar Senior Intern. Okay, I was on spring break in Florida. We were in this horrible traffic jam that was stop and go, and my friend was driving, and she was very like, like, stop and go. And I was all the way in the backseat of the minivan, and I was working on an article for school at the time. Like, I had to get this document finished to send it in to my professor. Homework during spring break? Like I said, superstar. And um, it was like the stop and go and then the staring at my laptop. And it was just there was no air circulation in the back of the van. And I started to feel so sick. I can relate. When I was a kid, I would get sick in the car a lot. To the point where my family strategically packed paper towels and plastic bags for security on long trips. One time, when I was five or six, we were almost home and I decided to not say anything because I thought I could make it. Well, I um ended up making my deposit on the side of the road, at the entrance gate, right outside where we lived. Listeners, heed this advice. Trust your gut. This is Futurismo Bites, a mini-series on the quirky things happening in the drive towards tomorrow. My name is Shraz Ahmed, and I am a recovering upchucker, barf baby, vomit rocketeer. Pick your euphemism of choice, because today we are going to talk about puking. Okay, fine. We're going to talk about the mystery that is motion sickness. Because while motion sickness today is mainly thought of as a childhood affliction, the era of self-driving cars might unexpectedly make it a much, much bigger issue. Futurismo bite number four, grab the barf bag. If motion sickness doesn't affect you, it might affect your coworker or your friend or your loved ones. Many times my wife and I will go out and run our Sunday errands. This is Richard Truitt, an automotive news staff reporter who agreed to participate in my rigorous, not at all scientific, survey of motion sickness. If we're on the way to Meyer or Target or something, she might look at her phone and then she has to stop doing that because she's told me several times that she feels queasy. She doesn't know why and I don't know why, but, but it's like if she looks down, it'll affect her for some reason. We've never really figured out why that is. Richard and his wife may not know, but I do. Because I spoke with this guy. Yeah, so, so in general, we can say at this point, about 12% of, um, of all passengers experience some level of motion sickness. Uh, it's higher with children. It's uh, lower with people um, after you reach your age of 12 years. Han Hendricks is the affable chief technology officer of Yanfeng Automotive Interiors, an auto supplier that's worked with just about every car maker. He sounds pretty echoey because he's talking to me from his office in Dusseldorf, Germany. Han tells me that nausea happens when you take your eyes off the road to focus on another activity, like Stephanie with her homework and Richard's wife on the phone. In these situations, your mind may think you're stationary, but your body's balance system knows you're shooting forward at 60 miles per hour. 
Han sees a plague of motion sickness being one of the unexpected consequences of the autonomous car. See, in a self-driving era, when you take away the chore of driving, passengers suddenly have the freedom to do a lot more inside the car. Making waffles, doing yoga. So it, this is, this is a, a question of time, really, because it will not be an overnight um, uh, uh, switch from what we are used to today uh, to doing yoga on your way to work in your vehicle. Okay, so maybe cut the yoga for now. This still leaves many more opportunities to relax, read a book, work on projects, all from the comfort of your car, and all with the risk of motion sickness. The increase in motion sickness is definitely a risk. Uh, so, so it is a topic. In autonomous vehicle, motion sickness is a bigger topic than it has been in the, uh, in the past 100 years. Motion sickness, the plague of this century? Joking aside, the easiest solution for motion sickness? Just keep your eyes on the road. But that isn't stopping Yang Feng and other car makers and suppliers from researching design cures. Through lighting, through sound, um, through our interactive surfaces where a horizon, keeping a horizon in your view um, uh, will help improve or reduce the risk of motion sickness and also vibration. Yep, he just said they're researching how much a car vibrates to stop motion sickness. In the vehicle, there is this sweet spot that significantly reduces um, motion sickness if you can stay within a certain frequency of vibration inside the vehicle. Until then, here's a tip from Stephanie, our intern, on keeping your lunch in your stomach. Her boyfriend ended up just kind of doing some weird hypnosis thing. He made me look straight out the front of the car at the road and was like, just breathe in and, and breathe out and like just take it easy. And I, I just had to keep doing that in increments of five minutes because I, it was not going well. But I didn't throw up. Today's Futurismo Byte was reported and produced by me, Shiraz Ahmed, and edited by Sharon Silk-Cardi. Shout out to Stephanie Hernandez-McGavin, who not only agreed to share her spring break story with us, but also came up with the idea for this episode. Futurismo is a podcast from Automotive News, the leading publication covering the auto industry. Check out our reporting at www.autonews.com and follow us on Twitter at automotive underscore news. Thanks for listening, and we'll chat with you next week on Futurismo.